Welcome to the roundtable on Dog Post. It's a special week. We just had the NFL draft, and because of that, I've got a special guest this time. She is a uh, videographer and social media uh, connoisseur, I guess is the best way to put it, for the Lexington Herald Leader in Kentucky. Uh, Caitlin Stroh covered the Georgia Bulldogs for Dog Post for two seasons, Caitlin, and then yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Was it the Atlanta Journal Constitution at the time? It was uh, AJC and Dog Nation hybrid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything's no, there. Are, there are few hybrids left anymore. But um, I don't know if everyone remembers. Um, you know the winter of 2015. But I know that you probably remember it relatively well. And the reason why I've got you on this podcast today, we're going to talk about a lot of different stuff, but mainly we're going to focus on Roquan Smith, who, how many times did you visit down there in Macon County? Can you remember? Oh my gosh. I mean, I might as well have bought a house in Montezuma at that point. We, I mean, how many times? At least three or four, right? Oh, I was going to say half dozen. Yeah. Um, from from that January through when he finally committed to Georgia, six or seven, I think, total. And he never did sign. That was the interesting thing was that he uh-huh. – and nobody else kind of – I remember reading a lot of stuff at the time, and it was that Roquan Smith's going to change the way that everybody, you know, does recruiting, and he didn't. But um, – No, he did not. He did not. <laughs> he did not at all. Well, and – I mean, actually, the funny part about that was that everyone kept making such a big deal about him not signing an NLI. When, if you remember, that he never intended to. He told us beforehand. Well, why don't you go through that? Why don't you go through that story and tell everybody? So maybe that wasn't as clear to everyone else in the general public as it was now. I mean, obviously, we're doing this in the context of Roquan having, you know, a spectacular career at Georgia, certainly ending it much better than it began. Um, but, but at the time, um, you know, Roquan, we've got plenty of time to talk about this, but at the time you're saying to me that Roquan was not going to sign a letter of intent, no matter what. Well, he is not signing day moment of decision. He was going to wait till the next day to sign it. Even so remember whenever he didn't sign the NLI like on camera and everyone made such a big deal about that. Um, and they're like, oh, he must have known. He must have known something was going on. And he had never intended to. The night before, he had told me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose, and then I'm going to wait until the next day to sign my NLI. Um, and so, you know, whenever he decided just not to sign it, that was it was just kind of a natural progression of that. It wasn't this huge thing for him. Um, he had always kind of been hesitant to do that part. All right, so it's the it's the winter of 2015, and I, I think the first time that we went down there, if I remember correctly, or at least that I went down there, was Martin Luther King Day 2015. It was cold, relatively cold, but it was a completely sunny day, and Roquan, Roquan rolls up in this, I can't even remember the car now, but it wasn't, it wasn't a car that you wanted to get, you know, it was a high school car. And, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And then we spent probably an hour and a half, two hours with him, and it was obvious to me at the time, this guy's not like other guys. No, he had, he wanted to get out. He really, he wanted to leave 
Montezuma, he wanted to leave the state of Georgia. You know, he kept saying, if you remember, I looked back through that story and he kept saying how he wanted to be different and he didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. And that, you know, everyone around him went to SEC schools and that he just, he thought that that was the, the norm. Um, he, I think the exact quote we had was that it was easy, it would be easy to go to Georgia, uh, which is, you know, <laughs> funny now looking. <laughs> yeah, it certainly was not. It was, it was not. It was not easy for him to go to Georgia on multiple levels. I mean, he could, right, he barely. Right. I mean, they made it as difficult as possible. Uh, UCLA with the way they recruited him and what everything that happened with Jeff Ulbrich, and well, you know, and just was, everything else. Well, because at the time he was being recruited. I mean, I think Christian Robinson was one of the. It was one of his primary recruiters. It was. That's right. Um, and yeah, and then I mean, that's all the coaching changes he's gone through, and I mean, all of the just madness that was at Georgia that he I mean, obviously couldn't see at that point. But I mean, he's gone through a lot in his what three and a half years of, you know, well, three really three, three straight years of Roquan. But we were down there in Montezuma. Now, right, he's, right, he's kind in of January, yeah. yeah. Roquan's kind of adjusted or this February. lately. No, it was, it was January that I was, it was down January. There. Yeah, yeah. No, we were we were together. But but Ro, but Roquan has adjusted his version of where he's from a little bit. He he says now he's from Montezuma, uh-huh. but it used to be. Can you remember the name of the town? Marshallville. That's Marshallville. Right. Yeah, he's he, yeah. he he wasn't real real quick. Oh, to just I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, but see, the thing about it is, you know, growing up in an area like that, um, there probably is a pretty big distinction between Montezuma and and Marshallville. I, I, the first time I ever went to Montezuma was um, just ever in history was in uh, nineteen ninety eight, and they had had this giant flood in Montezuma in nineteen ninety four. And there was a huge, I mean, the whole, the river crest, I don't know what river it was, but people thought there's no way this river's ever going to come over this thing. But there was torrential, I think there was a tornado, or excuse me, hurricane or something. I'm, I'm kind of forgetting some things, but Montezuma had massive flooding. It destroyed, it, it nearly destroyed the town. And, um, uh, you know, yeah. and Roquan was not from Montezuma. And I guarantee you in Macon County, there's a big difference between Marshallville and Montezuma because he didn't live there. It was probably a good fifteen minute, fifteen minutes yeah, away. I think, told, I think he told us it was about twenty minutes. Yeah, fifteen to twenty minutes. I away. feel like he said twenty oh. minutes, and so you know. But that also, too, I mean, Roquan's an adult now. The kid that we were dealing with was a teenager, and God, yeah, you know, and and but the big thing for him was he was very different than than most guys. I mean, most guys that yeah, I've deal yeah. with are not cosmopolitan, are not heavy thinkers. I mean, Roquan was at the time, and you could tell. Uh-huh, yeah, he was, and that's, I mean, yeah, you could tell just from, every time you talked about it, you, you really thought, you got the sense that he wanted to, to leave, to get out, and, you know, that's what we, you and I thought about that until the moment he said he was going to UCLA, because I kept saying, you thought he was going to Georgia, you really did, and I, I kept did. thinking, I was like, I don't know, I'm, I think he's going to go to UCLA, I really do. Lo and behold, we were both right. That's but. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to be both uh, right. But you know, you I think that's the only time we were both right. The funny thing is, uh, it's actually not funny. I mean, they really did him wrong, UCLA. And I and I knew I, I knew Georgia could never do that to an in-state kid. Not from yeah. not not such a talented, gifted kid like Roquan was. But um, 
you know, he played running back for them. I think he played uh, a little bit of quarterback, but he was a running back and he was a side-to-side linebacker. The worry about Roquan at the time, um, sort of in his junior season or his... See, the first time I actually met Roquan, I think, was in 2013 at one of these, you know, Chad Simmons deals where... Um, well, because in January when we met him, he had just gotten his fourth star, right? Yeah, he had become... People were finally understanding how good Roquan could be. Right, because he had just... Like, the hype was... People knew he was a good athlete, but I, I feel like he had just gotten a fourth star when we well, he, saw him. The criticism... Everyone has a criticism of recruits. I mean, that's that's how this goes. But the... the, the, the five? The, well, the real concern with Roquan was, hey, can this guy, you know, stand up to the beating that he will that he will be confronted with yes. in the SEC. Right. And you know right. I met him in March of twenty thirteen. I met him five years ago, almost to the day. And um, you know, he was around a lot. He was he would come to MVP, MVP camps in twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Now he didn't he didn't always um compete. Um the, the interesting thing here, I'm just rolling through pictures of Roquan, and here he is <clears throat> with these gloves on, the picture that you shot, shot um, on the February... Beginning of my photography career. At the, yeah, at, on February 4th, 2015, and he just, he doesn't look happy. <laughs> you know, did you know that, so when the day he declared for the draft, I texted him, um, and I can't remember what ignited this thought but i asked him all because i couldn't remember i knew he was really conflicted the night before him and i had had dinner the night before uh he signed we'd had dinner the night before and he still didn't know because he had been texting lorenzo carter that night and he didn't know um and lorenzo was actually i mean lorenzo obviously wanted him at georgia but he was kind of like do what you got to do i understand the pressure i know you got to make the right decision for you he was pretty neutral in it um and he kind of been that way throughout the process but anyway but Roquan have brought both a pair of Georgia gloves yeah. and a pair of UCLA gloves to his signing day. Like up until the moment he put those gloves on, he didn't know who he was choosing, which that is a crazy amount of pressure to put on a kid. Uh, well, like, yes, but let's acknowledge too, though, that the kids have some responsibility in all of this. I mean, oh yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not like it's not like. Um, you know, the guys can commit at any time. They can also not sign on signing day. So I, I, I am but simple. he had a TV slot. He had ESPN there. He had he, he, to go live on TV. I, 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 those are all completely true. But what I'm saying is that although this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, it do, if you want to talk about pressure, a lot of times the kids put this put the pressure on themselves um, right and and you know it's asking it, it, it's a lot I mean it's a lot for a kid who's 17 18 years old to yeah. get in front of millions of people and I mean think if you're Roquan too I mean it's not like he lives in a metropolitan area he's making a decision there's not where, a hotel in Montezuma fun fact well here's the other thing uh, you got to drive two hours just to fly four hours to go to UCLA from Montezuma. I mean, there's nothing there. I mean, it's too far away. But at the end, so he packs the gloves 
he packs the gloves in this bag that he's got. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a pair of Georgia gloves and a pair of UCLA gloves. And Georgia, mm-hmm. I don't think, felt super comfortable. But what happened after that was he he goes on national television and he says, I'm committing to UCLA. He may have said I'm signing. I, I can't remember. I just I keep seeing this unfortunate dye that he had in his hair at the time. At the beginning, oh, the, oh, yeah. It's just so that. hard not to like him. I, I, I mean, he, it really he's is. He's a good guy. But um, guy. anyway, with Roquan, he um, he makes the decision, and then what happens? Can you recall? I mean, he doesn't sign. So no, he didn't. But he never intended to. He had told me the night before that he wasn't going to sign. And, and where was lie. where was he going immediately afterwards? Can you remember? So. No, he, well, this is where it gets weird because, you know, uh, you know, because he didn't sign with Georgia, I called you and you were like, all right, come on back, you know, pack up, day's done, come help us with back in Athens. And I got, I couldn't have made it 30 minutes down the road and you called me and said something's going on um, with UCLA. You need to turn back around. And, and you, so I don't know where he went. Well, you, you were not, you were almost to the interstate. I remember very specifically. I was, oh, I, I think I was on the interstate. Yeah. I think I was, because Montezuma's south of Macon, right? It's between oh, Macon yeah. and Perry. Yeah, it's south of So Macon. I think I was almost to Macon. Um, like, I was, I was a good ways down the road. Um, and so I turned back around, and I went back to the high school, and the only two people, uh, you know, that gym was packed with media members oh, yeah. whenever he signed. The only two people that were outside of his coach's office waiting for him after, when I got back there was me and Ron Seibold from the Megan Telegraph. That was it. Mm-hmm. Those were the only two people, which is crazy to me. I mean, you had, you had every national and regional outlet I had signed it, and no one was there after all this was going down, which was wild to me. Um, but we well, waited around, waited around. He was out at lunch with his coach, on um, Larry Harold, who left the year after. No, right? that he left that spring. It was known that he was leaving to go to Brunswick. I think. He, yeah, he was. Yeah, he had already been hired. It wasn't like a surprise, but right. he. Um, but so Coach Harold and him had gone out to lunch and were doing some. I mean, they were just kind of cooling down and talking. Um, Roquan comes back, um, and we're in the gym at the high school, um, and he talks with Ron Seibel for a little bit. Ron leaves, and then um, Roquan and I talk, and he was just kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I think, it's, you know, I asked, I said, are you, are you, at this moment, are you still committed to UCLA? And he said, I don't know. Yeah. Which was, you know, that I felt bad for him, but... Because um, then he was, what, a week or two later before he committed to Georgia? Well, but see, Roquan made a decision on false pretenses. It had nothing right. to do with him. And what, you, right. what UCLA did in that situation was really just, you know, not appropriate. And and um, I, I just... I don't know. Here's a here's a little bit from that article that you I, I had to have been that you wrote. It says uh, when asked if he was committed to UCLA right now, Smith replied, "I don't know." Um, if if Ulbrich goes to does it goes to the Falcons make a difference for Smith? 
yes, he's the reason I committed to UCLA, but I'm really close with some other coaches. Um, as of 4.30, Smith said the only coach he's talked to is UCLA's Ulbrich. Smith indicated that he will still pick between UCLA and Georgia. And um, I just remember... Well, you know, UCLA was his first offer. They offered him early, and they had I mean, they had stayed strong on him throughout his recruiting process. So it wasn't... I mean, they were a big part of his life. So this was a, a really big hit for him. Because um, Georgia didn't come on till later, right? So... Well, yeah, and here's what's so funny um, is that, uh, you know, Dan Quinn hired him. And uh, right, he right. had gone to eat at, do you know where? Who? who Ro- Ro- Roquan and, and uh, his coach went to go eat. Do you remember where they went? Did they, did they go to that chicken place? Is that where they had gone? No, that's, that was the night before. Oh. That was the we, night before. We, that's right. We, Roquan and I went to Zaxby's. That's the night right. Before. That's right. Uh, <laughs> ate Zaxby's the night before. We did. It, yeah, I asked him where he wanted to meet me because I was staying in Perry because it's the nearest place to stay. Yeah. And he was like, "I'll just meet you at the Zaxby's." So you Zaxby's. eat at the Zaxby's, and, and I'm pretty it, sure he did not eat, and I ate, which I thought right. was really like weird. Well, he was uh-huh. freaking out. See, you you've never uh-huh. been married before, but this is about as close to getting married. I did not eat that day at all. Um, so that was nuts. But here's the funny thing is that he, he got up, he made a decision, you know, or, you know, the, the you know, very short decision to uh, go with UCLA. Then he goes to eat at Cheddar's in Warner Robins uh, with oh, his coach. God. And so he comes back in and he says, this is according to your reporting. You heard what's going on? And, uh, I mean, I remember this and... <laughs> And then so, you know, then UCLA tried to sell him on the fact that Jim Moore wasn't going to the NFL, but that's total bullshit. I mean, it's it's like uh, it, it's like saying, oh, well, the, the whole reason that you're kind of going somewhere isn't going to be there, and now all of a sudden this other guy is, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. But uh, it was a three-year relationship, according to the reporting that you've got, so they must have really, um, I mean, UCLA really screwed this up, but... I cannot believe that they tried to do this to that kid. I mean, that's amazing that that is is how that was handled. I mean, that's that's really bad. It, it makes me wonder, like, had they been upfront and honest with him, how it yeah. would it have gone differently? No, it might. It might uh, have I been better. Know, it might have been better for UCLA. I know. I know. I just but but they but they are here. They're no, they're no. You're right, but I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where you know. I, I just in, in all of the wild recruiting runs, Roquan's was pretty nuts. Oh I mean, god! Josh Harvey Clemens was so, crazy. Um, dude, Josh. There were some JHC. Yeah, there were cra- There were some plenty of crazy, but Roquan's JHC's from my neck of the woods. But see, Roquan's was a situation where the adults were being nuts. Well, and J- Josh Harvey Clemens was too. Honestly, yeah, it, it just wasn't. I don't know. I, I, when I spoke to his that grandfather, I never could understand what in the world his his whole <laughs> point his point was about all that. That I never understood that either. And like this stuff isn't that hard. Like all you're doing is choosing where you're going to college. This isn't you know anything more complicated than that. It's a complicated decision, but it it 
you know, your parent has to sign because you're almost, you, almost none of these guys are of legal age. And uh, that's it. And I remember my mother signed my scholarship papers uh, when I went off to college on scholarship. And it was disappointing, but it's had, what had to happen. With Josh Hardy Clemens, I didn't understand what in the world the guy was talking about. And he was saying, well, it's, it's my choice, and I didn't want to sign the papers in. And I'm thinking, bro, are you, I mean, are you just flexing here? Is that what you're I, – I never got the God, answer. I, I never understood that. Yeah, that was weird. I'd forgotten about that kind of – because I wasn't really in the recruiting world when that happened. Well, it was wild. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was – it was a, it was an interesting time. Maybe not as interesting as this particular one, but um. no, because Roquan's was. I mean, first of all, there was so much national attention on it. So I mean, it yeah. was just you know every detail was poured over on him, and um, and then like you said, everyone just thought he was going to change the way that recruiting went, and no one was going to find an NLI ever again, and you know people really thought that that was going to cause a new wave of you know, types of recruiting or committing, I should say. Um, and he really did. And he didn't shake it up that much. Not at um, all. It didn't change at not, all. Yeah, it, not at all. Yeah. And, and all that, it was pretty early signing period. Well, he was, you know, he was a very good player. I'm just, I'm still going through pictures of Roquan. I mean, there were just, I've got a well, and little known fact little known fact about him that people often forget is that Tyreek McGee is his cousin and was in that was he in that signing class or the one after? Oh Tyreek, Tyreek McGee was a couple after, wasn't he? No. No, he's no, he was the, he was he was the one after. I'm just looking at my board yeah. here. Tyreek McGee was the year after. But um, yeah, you know, I've got I've got nine hundred and twelve pictures of Roquan that are of good enough quality to keep, so to speak, through his um through his career um, in high school and in, you know, at Georgia. And, and I have one picture from the Associated Press for um, him getting drafted by the Bears. But it was just a interesting – it was such an interesting time because, you know, G- Georgia was going into that 15 season, which was a whole other spectacle – and, um, oh my God! Let's don't. That's a whole other podcast, right? But you know, Roquan was a guy that that going into that day, and and him, you know, I just don't know if this team would have done what it did this year without Roquan Smith. I mean, he he may well have been their best overall player. Period, uh, and and that's saying a lot on a team where. You know, six guys got drafted, and um, there were three first-round draft picks. And this guy was—he was really very good. And and Georgia just hung on by a thread to get him. I mean, they barely got him. I know. Well, he, but, I mean, like you said, he just—he has a different way about him. Like he is very, um, very dedicated, and like he had a goal. He had a vision for what he wanted in life. And I know a lot of these guys say, "Oh, I want to make it the NFL. I want to do that." But you you can tell which of these guys really wants it when you talk to them. Um, there's just there's a different way that they speak about this stuff, and he always kind of had it. Um, well, he's, you know, he's I mean, smart. He, he's he's very smart. I mean, Roquan is one of the smartest, most polished recruits that I dealt with, and and honestly, I mean, 
I, even with that hair? Well, the hair was unfortunate, but I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> that may have been him. See, so when you meet these guys, you forget that they're so young. And, and so often when you are that age, you're just trying to separate yourself and be just a little bit different. And a lot of that stuff that, you know, with the hair and so forth, that may have just been a local thing that he did. I mean, my hair in high school was a disaster too. I mean, this this isn't that bad, but um, it just looks strange on him now looking back on it. But It was like the honey badger look, right? That's right. It wasn't so long before yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, this is in 2000. I'm trying to see the first images I have of him, I think, are in 2013. And he did not have it then. He did not have it then, but he was coming out of his sophomore season, going into his junior season, so he was a sophomore when I met him, and he did not have it in 2014 in the fall either, um, but he was he was just very um, adult-like. I don't know what the parental situation was there, but Roquan was one of the favorite people that I, I, I don't really know Roquan. But it does not surprise me that he's been successful considering the, the conversations that we had with him um, along the way. Yeah. And I, man, he, you know, he wasn't a huge, uh, you know, physically when we met him first, mm-hmm. but he really did look the part from, I mean, you know, he, he looked like he would grow into it. I remember thinking that, thinking, oh, he's a little small, but thinking, you know, if he, once he gets to Georgia or wherever he goes, he'll be fine. He's, he just he looks the part. Well, you always um, add weight in college. I mean, you did not probably, uh-huh. but I know I did. And it's just one of those things where, particularly if they're going to put you on this these diets that they have in um, in football and all these other you know these sports, you're going to gain weight. But um, who else signed in that class? That was not a horrible class. It was. You know, it, was it was okay. I'm trying to go there real quick, um, just to see. Uh, where, I'm, I'm blanking right now. Who was in that one? Where they were. Well, Ro- Roquan was one of their better players in that class. But the guy who visited them, um, who visited Roquan that night or that day again, was um, was Trent, Trent, Trent Thompson. Thompson. Oh yeah. And Trent, you know, he went there. Trent, it was it was basically this was the group. It was these five guys. It was Trent, Terry Godwin, Roquan Smith, Jonathan Ledbetter, and Trez Patrick. Those guys have all been pretty good players for Georgia. I mean, they've been starters. I mean, you know, they've been pretty good. Later in that class, you had um, DeAndre Walker, Rashad Roundtree, Rico McGraw. Those two guys are not with the program. Neither is Sanchi Rivers. Jackson Harris is going to be a senior. Pat Allen just left the program. Michael Barnett is. Oh, is Jackson Harris in that class? Jackson Harris is the last. He is a senior right now. He was in that class, yeah. Right. He, I don't know. Oh, good kid. Good kid. So ba- Pat Allen was in that class. Michael Barnett, Jason Stanley, Michael Chigbu, Juwan Briscoe. Oh, Pat Allen, man. <laughs> I mean, the bo- the so-called bottom of this class was really not successful, with the exception of. Uh, a guy who could be should, probably should be a first round guy next year, uh, DeAndre Baker. He was a he was completely missed by the dot coms. Um, Tay Crowder's had an okay career too, um, for how low scouts thought of him. But this was not yeah. the type of class that Kirby and them have signed. And it was the number six class in the country. But you know when you compare it to um, 
what Kirby and them have been doing lately, it just seems like there's just they're signing NFL guys right now. Whereas, you know, we've seen in that class, and DeAndre Baker and Terry Godwin are probably NFL guys, and probably was De- DeAndre. Still there? What's that? Was that Pruitt still? Yeah, that was Jeremy's last class at, at, at Georgia. I was about to say Coker. That was last, you know, and for all the discussion of how great a recruiter Jeremy Pruitt is and was or whatever, he it wasn't that great at Georgia. It was fine. It was adequate, but it wasn't it wasn't so great that, you know, there's it just wasn't as great as sometimes people make it out to be. It was adequate. It was it was fine. I mean, he right. he made the right decision with guys like um, you know, and I don't know why uh, Dominic Sanders was not um, in the class that he came in. That made no sense to me, having watched him play. But Jeremy was completely correct about him. But then, like guys like Rico McGraw, a lot of secondary guys that Jeremy signed, you know, they just they haven't worked out for whatever reason. I mean, the two kids from Mississippi right. have not done a ton. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's oh, not it's yeah, not yeah. been great. It's been fine it's been adequate um it hasn't been anything unbelievable let me look at this 14 class that Pruitt came in and got uh, Malcolm Parrish was a couple year starter you know I mean it, I'm just looking at the defensive guys Lorenzo so 14 uh, was a decent class wasn't it it was number eight in the country it was oh, number eight, eight in the country wow. yeah not I mean it's okay Shaquille Jones never played. Dominic Sanders was a four-year starter. Bing Dukes never played. Shadow Fintag, I don't know how many times we heard about him. I mean, yeah, this not <laughs> not great, you know, really, you know, not great. <laughs> it was okay, you know. You can't, you can't, you can't um, quarrel with, um, you know, signing four-year starters. I mean, Lorenzo Carter was pretty good. I don't know if Jeremy gets credit for that. But he certainly gets credit for Dominique Sanders. Um, and I think that Dominique played, you know, Dominique was a multi-year starter for Georgia. I mean, he, he mattered a lot. What other what other things do you remember from, um, I'm just going back to Roquan real quick, do, what, do you remember anything else from that time when you were down there? Mm, gosh. Well, this is not a, like a serious thing, but one of the times I went down there to visit him, there, he, Roquan spent about 35 minutes convincing me that he had been adopted by a Mormon family and that he was born in Africa and that he, he had this huge elaborate thing. And the whole time I'm sitting there falling for it, he's telling me this. And I was like, this is a great story. Why has no one written it? And I I mean, I have bit hard on that story for about probably 35 minutes. And before he finally was like, are you seriously believing me? Um, and so, he, you know, he's a really funny kid. Um, but that was right before he committed to Georgia. You mean, um, oh, this was, a- okay, this was after you. The- this was after, after. This is when I went and visited, like, in the middle of the week. Um, I just don't. I mean, there was no way he was going anywhere other than Georgia after that. Yeah. I mean, no. Well, and it was it was just UCLA and Georgia, and he wasn't reopening it to everyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was just yeah. At that point, I pretty much was convinced he was going to Georgia. Um, and he had said something to me at one point 
in that week that that made me think he was going to commit to Georgia sooner rather than later. And I can't remember what it was, but um, he he'd made it pretty clear that he he felt um, that that Georgia was where he was going to go. And um, I do, I do wonder, and I wish we could get. I mean, we could call Roquan right now. Really, uh, I know he's kind of busy, probably, but. I do wonder, I probably should really call him and just revisit some of this stuff if he'll do it on the air one of these days. I, I looking, think he would. I think he would. Looking, looking back on, you know, what this was like. I mean, the just the, 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 the wild nature of what his recruitment was and then basically having... <laughs> As big of a deal as all of this was, you got to remember Roquan. I mean, he's a not a he's a, not a very public person. No, he's a fairly private yeah. person. He's totally uh, private. Seemed like to me. Yeah, um, he does like pictures, and so I think he does like pictures. <laughs> um, I don't know what that. I don't like private people can like pictures too. Sure, um, but he, you know. It, it, very much doesn't like to be the one in the limelight when it's not related specifically to, you know, him on the field. You know, I think he's cool with it, you know, being when it comes to like being, you know, the one that's doing the highlights and all of that. We, we saw, I, I saw him was, go, go ahead. Okay. I think he was pretty uncomfortable with the uh, amount of attention he was getting during a fairly, you know, private matter for him. Yeah. Yeah, that that was wrong. I mean, that was all wrong. What happened to him? I mean, and and that did happen to him. He did not deserve that. And and that that's the that's the thing. So I mean, sometimes in life you you get what you earn. Sometimes you get what you get. And he got what he got there. I mean, that that was not fair at all. And um, I just I think John Lilly and them about jumped out of their chairs to to make sure that making County knew to tell Roquan, hey, um, don't sign that yet. You know, Ulbrich's going to yeah. be, or Ulbrich, sorry, however you pronounce it. Ulbrich, uh, I think it's Ulbrich. Well, it's very German. I know that. <laughs> I know that. It's but very, very German. <laughs> it's very German, and I know that from my family's background. But um, it, it just they, they were probably freaking out. To make sure that Roquan knew, hey, this guy, that guy's not going to be there. So you know what? You know, it it was it was Georgia and them. Probably, I wonder what Mark Mark Richt and them. I really would be Lily, who would be the one who could explain better. Right, because well, Lily was was that area, right? Well, I can't remember the air. He was in that area. I feel like, but. I think Roquan might have been his guy, something like that. But you know, Georgia back then it was a, a little strange. Time. I don't know if they, there are there are still areas now, but I, I think it was really divvied up in a different way back then. I, but it was a it was interesting. I mean, I don't know. John Lilly's at Tennessee. Now, he's right? at Tennessee. He was at the Rams, and now he's at Tennessee. I, I don't know. I'm sure we will see that again, that sort of thing again. I mean, you saw that this past year with Florida and the, the receiver they took from Alabama, um, and that was a total mess. But this was the this was and, and in somewhat like in that case too, the kids 
it's it's funny how the kids usually have a better sense of what's going on than the adults. And I've just dealt with so many recruiting parents that you feel like sometimes they try to live their life vicariously through their child, which is a very extremely dangerous way uh, to do yeah, that's things. Yeah, that's not what you want. But for the coaches to do that is, I mean, not to do that specifically, but for the coaches to be the reason why things went haywire, that's even worse. And I'm sure, um, I guess Ulbricht's still at the Falcons. I don't know. Um, but that wasn't a good one there. You think I, you think I pay attention to the Falcons? You don't even know what football is. I, I certainly don't. <laughs> We're basketball up here now. He's he is apparently still the linebackers coach, um, at uh, at Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he played at my he played at Hawaii, so good for him. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. That's what, that's what I'm trying to do. He's a little bit younger than me, older than me. February seventh, nineteen seventy seven. He played at Hawaii. He was the number he was the number eighty six overall draft pick. That's a pretty good. You know that's pretty good, <laughs> considering a uh, top hundred draft pick. That's pretty damn good. But in this particular case, and I wonder what he said to Roquan at the end of the day. I wonder what his reality was that when Jim, um, when Jim Moore was not around, what he said. Yeah, yeah. I think and that's what I, I wonder. Like Roquan and I had that conversation. Maybe like what what he eventually said to him, but I can't remember, you know, so much of this is faded with time. And, you know, now that, you know, it, it's so funny looking back on that because, you know, we, we, we knew Rokon would be good, but you know, I mean, so many of these guys are good. A top, a top, a top 10 draft pick. I mean, that's hard. Right. To we didn't, I don't think we saw that coming. And so it's so funny now to see, you know, all the attention and the, you know, seeing him get drafted and whatever. It's kind of surreal because, it, I, to me, he'll forever be, you know, that kid, that, that kid that I met in, in Macon County and Montezuma. Because, you know, once he, you know, after his, what, first or second year, we, we left. So we moved to Kentucky. And so I didn't really, I didn't get to experience Roquan at his fullest at Georgia. Um, well, Oklahoma did. And, uh, yeah, that's what I, yeah, I did get to see that. It was an amazing game and, a, and a, really a, a just unbelievable performance from Roquan. I was talking, I was talking with a, um, a, a subscriber at Dog Post today. We were handling some business, and he was saying um, something about Roquan. And I said, I don't think Roquan will ever embarrass the Chicago uh, Chicago Bears in any way. I don't think that there's. I think they got a heck of a yeah. pro, and I think that he's an adult. It would surprise me, really, really surprise me, if something happened crazy with Roquan. Oh, no way. No. Well, and now he's getting the big city that he always wanted. You know, he wanted that that L.A. lifestyle. He loves the fashion and that. He does. He loves that. Now he's going to get it. Maybe. He gets it. Hey, here I go with this. Maybe he, uh, maybe he gets an idea. Well, he's signed with Nike, but. Maybe he figures out how to buddy up with Kanye and kind of do the whole, you know, oh, fashion. Boy. Don't get that started. We can't talk about Kanye right now. You know Kanye is a hot topic right now. I know Kanye is a hot mess who completely understands marketing in every single way. And I don't know why people uh, don't just say that. I mean, like, 
know. Come on. And, and you know, his parents were college professors. Is that correct? You think that I'm the one that knows I, that? You know what? I don't know. I'm not even going to talk about the guy. I, I, I don't know much about him to begin with, but it's he understands marketing. I know that. And you Yes, know, he does. I don't know how the tweets doing. have been up and down lately. One I, minute I, I'm very much agreeing with him, and the next minute I'm very much concerned. But that, you know what? The I think, fact I, that I'm I think I'm always concerned. Means... I think I'm always concerned. Mm. And guys, you don't understand the art. You don't understand. Oh, the art. is that what it is? The art of marketing. Yes. Maybe I should act like a crazy person online sometimes. It I does. Do. It does. It does work. I do not act like a crazy person. How is this? Has this gone backwards on me all of a sudden? <laughs> all right, Caitlin Stroh, known as Ace to insiders. Well, I was Caitlin Ray Stroh. Remember yes, that? Yes, I do. My middle name as my byline. <laughs> that was because we were on that antiquated system at Scout, and you couldn't you couldn't change anything. It was impossible. Everything was impossible. Oh my god! Anyway, so bad. Can you change? So can you change your name? The uh, the Herald Leader. Um, Herald yeah, Leader. Probably. I mean, what's Herald, Herald Leader's middle name? You know, golly. <laughs> Dash. <laughs> Herald Dash Leader. <laughs> <laughs> no one's laughing. No one's laughing at our jokes anymore. That's why you. No, nope, because no, no one's listening at this. No, they're listening. They're listening, and they're listening to the music. <laughs> We're transitioning out of this thing. All right, Caitlin, say goodnight. All right, good night, dog post subscribers. All right, Caitlin, keep the elephants off your back, and we'll see everybody next week.